It's like a a supply and demand um a slot supply and demand day. I just had Raheem Supreme on. Um, dope, dope, dope. Peace to yeah. Raheem. Yeah, no, it's gonna be a dope ass show. I'm really excited for it. Me too. Me too. Uh, I actually, I, I try. I was asking Josiah about it, but like, what? How would you describe the umbrella? Like the umbrella collective. Uh, how would I describe the umbrella collective? Um. I would describe it as a bunch of brothers who um who understand the power in numbers. Um I would describe it as a well close, real close knit family. Um we're definitely tapped in with each other. Uh you know, and just super busy and um just a group of brothers who who came together and, and really love this craft and really love this sport and live the culture of hip hop. I like the the power and numbers thing because I I take that in like the comedy in the comedy way where it's like how I think co- comedians and rappers are similar is like I'm the only one on stage so other people when they think they're the only like if it's one person they think there's only so many like slices of the pie you know right right but it's right. like nah like if I help other people get on and they help me get on then we're all gonna win it's we not we all like, win. It's not like we're fighting for the same spot because that's not exactly. how like that's not how fans work. Exactly. And um, and I'm starting to realize that, too. Um, You know, sometimes in, in, in this, you, it, it'll feel like the music is like real saturated. And you got to understand who's around me. Everybody who's around me is, a, is has a name in their own right. So it's like when we feel like like, damn, it's saturated. They're like, no more like keep putting out more. You know what I'm saying? So that's yeah. why I have such the high output that I do. And you live in L.A.? Yes, I do. But I'm currently in New York right now. Oh, OK. All right. Yeah. See, I feel like it's funny. I, I've been talking to a bunch of people from L.A., but I, I actually like L.A. more than New York in the way in the way that it's like more relaxed and chill. Yeah, me too. Like um, to me, uh, Los Angeles and New York is like night and day. Um, I found in Los Angeles that people are that's more. Ra- that's, I feel like that's rare to hear a new a, a <laughs> rapper who's born in New York to move to L.A. Like that. I love L.A., like- man. Um, people in L.A. It's not so standoffish. Like people give you the time and day, and 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 it'll, and it'll follow up and really, you know, check the product and see what you're pushing. Like I see people still outside selling art and still rapping outside. You know what I mean? So this is, a, um, you know, uh, one of the reasons why we're going to Venice Beach on the 20th and, you know, just shutting down the park and just taking hip hop back to the street. You know, we're going to be out there cooking out and it's just going to be, you know, a hip hop vibe with mixed few infused with the skaters. I always wanted to um, infuse that because I love skateboarding. I love watching it. So, you know, like, do you um, do it? Do you skateboard? I don't skateboard, but my cousin Lubin's, he's a great, he's, that's all he does, you know? Um, so I grew up around it my whole life. I feel like it's like an unwritten element of hip hop because it's so similar. The energy is so similar. Yeah. And um, I'm so yeah. scared to do it. Like I was just, it's funny. Uh, Raheem, he's a big skateboarder and he was talking yeah. about it literally like an hour ago, but like I'm six three, two sixty. Like I'm scared yeah. to skateboard. If I go down, I'm Yo, going there's some hard. big, there's some big boys out there. I, I don't see some big dudes out there getting it in, man. I guess it's just all about um that skateboarding is one of those things. Either you got it or you don't. 
Yeah. You have to have kind of like a not being scared mentality. Absolutely. 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 And your hand foot coordination got to be on point. I'm the same way, though. It is cool to watch. But, yeah, I, I just could never do it. Yeah, I love watching. I tried it when I was young and it just it wasn't me. I had this like <laughs> my friend, this like 90 pound girl and like uh, try to teach me. And I got yeah. like, I was like, nope, can't do it. She's like, you're such a pussy. Like, yeah, yo, it's, it's, <laughs> that shit, it's a tough thing, man. They they look at it like it's nothing, but it's, it's, yeah. tough. it's tough. Why'd you move out to L.A.? Um, I just wanted to change. Um, that change actually came from, um, you know, my cousin was murdered and, um, around that time, you know, I was just depressed. And my brother, when was this? Was, I'm sorry. This to hear was, about that. That's, that's all right. I'm here. He's here. Um, that was November 22nd, 2020. Wow. Okay. So, um, yeah, it's fairly new. Um, you know, and I just remember like, uh, you know, just after his death, like kind of like starting to catch myself slipping into the wrong things. And, you know, what I mean, um, I'm abusing drugs now and, you know, just depression. man. And, and you know, I felt robbed. So, you know, I was just wilding. And then, um, you know, I'm very transparent. Like uh, one night I was on um, Instagram Live. We had a whole bunch of guns out and shit. And um, I was getting ready to go do something stupid. You know what I mean? And um, my brother called me. He lived in San Diego at the time. And he was like, yo, I don't know what you're doing or where you're going. But drop everything you're doing right now. I just cash up you $400. Get to the port. I took the bus from New York to L.A. I was on the road for three days. Got a chance to sober up and cry and acknowledge, you know what I mean, what was really going on. Because I was just lost. You know what I mean? So that was that's where the whole me moving to LA came from and you were like you know screaming for help if you really Absolutely. would drop everything and just grow on a bus like yeah man it was, it was and it that was wasn't that time. honestly wasn't that long ago yeah two years man you know what I mean it was a it was it was a wild time man it was, it was real man, what was that bus ride like um sad it was sad it was uh because it wasn't like I was headed out there with like excitement, like, yeah, you know what I mean? Like it was yeah. like literally like if I don't go, like I'm either going to die or I'm going to jail, like one or the other, you know what I mean? And I had only been home um, pretty much like a year. Cause I was before that I was, I was in prison. I was doing a prison stint. I came home from prison, I violated parole, came back. And then this is when we started getting in the studio, me and my cousin, and then um, November 22nd came. And then after that, so like, you gotta understand like that time, it was real, like, it was crazy. I got out of jail to a quarantine. It was, um, it was just a lot of shit going on. So I just remember like, when I look back at that time, I just think about just how uh, spread and, and, and scrambled everything was. Like my life was just scrambled, but the only thing that was going right through that whole time was the music. So it's like I had all of this chaos going on and that's, you know, that was like the only music was the only thing positive that was going on throughout that whole thing. It's amazing that I recorded the music that I did, but that's my only way to cope with things is right yeah, now. Man, I'm not going to lie, like listening to your music. One, I of course, I had known your stuff through the Umbrella Collective, but right. then the amount of people who had tagged you for the to get on the podcast yeah. i was like that was real love like i was like damn this is yeah that was special. real love man peace to everybody who did that i mean you know uh 
we we acknowledged uh you know the impact you're making with your platform and and what you're doing is original so you know the people want to see that and you know people people like me potting for some reason like no you know i'm I mean? already so, i already love it but the, the whole reason i'm saying that is then i really deep dove into your music and I you I would have never expected, especially the amount of your output and especially after like you said describing yourself as so lost like two years ago. Yeah, that really is a, a salute. So, all right, you get out to L.A. and what happens? You you said your friend was the one who sent you the four hundred dollars. No, it was it was my brother. It was my brother, Stanley. Oh, so um, your brother sends you the money. You go out to California. Yeah, I didn't bring no clothes with me. All I brought was my microphone, my interface, and my monitors. So you brought that's, shit for music. You're like, fuck the that's clothes. It, yeah. I'm making music. <laughs> that's the only yeah. thing. I didn't go out there with no clothes, nothing, bro. I just got on the bus and just left. And um, I think that was the best decision I ever made. I feel like that decision uh, saved my life for sure. So, um, yeah, I got to, um, I wasn't, I didn't get to LA immediately when I first got, um, to California, I touched down in LA, but my brother picked me up and we drove down to San Diego. And then I found out he had like a little honeycomb hideout down in Tijuana. So we went down there <laughs> and, you know, I, I, I went down there. I fasted for like five days. Really? I mean, um, yeah, I fasted for like five days. I was only eating like I eat real clean when I'm with my brother. He's really like holistic and on his whole, you know, be healthy campaign. So he really got me right. He got my mind back right. Um, I had left technology alone for a little bit and just tapped back in with myself. And then, you know, I, I, I let it hurt. I, I made my peace with it. And then after that, that's when, you know, the music just start pumping out eat more easier without all that baggage on me man that's your were you spiritual holistic like that at all beforehand any point um, in your life or was that like a real yeah i mean i got knowledge of self you know i'm you know i'm a member of the nation of gods and earth so i, I always had like knowledge of myself but um tapping in with yourself to me is a completely different thing because it's like it's almost the difference between school uh, grading you on what you can remember and what and, and what you actually really know. So, like, yeah, I can state you a whole bunch of facts, and I know Supreme, but like, knowing yourself is is really different. Is really a different thing. Like, I I figured out why I was turning to certain things to help me cope with emotional, you know, trauma and shit like that. You know, and and just like self medicating and just really acknowledging that I have anxiety and I do have PTSD with certain things. And it's, it's, it, it's all married together. It's not just one thing. All of these things like culminate and create why you're the way you are. So everything is interconnected, everything. whether it be your health to your mental health, to the art output you're putting exactly. out, to the way that you treat the people around you, friends, family, like, and it took me, I was, I mean, your story is really like a, you had to get slapped in the face by the universe yeah, to get to that real. point. And I'm, I'm sorry, but I'm thankful that you got, cause some people that happens and they decide to go the other way. Right. Or it'll like, be too late. But it was also having people to help you, but like I needed that too. Like I needed like a slap in the face to right. change because when you are like, when you're like you think you're having fun not fun but when you think you're just like wilding out 
to do it, you don't realize that you're just doing that to like hold yourself back from getting yeah. to your best self. It's a defense mechanism. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, anything outside of your comfort zone is like scared of it. But I like, you know, I've learned to um like if I'm scared of it, you gotta just go into the fear. You can't as soon as you start like dancing around it, you you you're creating more problems instead of getting to the how did the you problem. not go back to it at all? So like you get you go to Tijuana, you go mm-hmm. you do a five day fast, you do mm-hmm. how long you come back and how do you how do you um, stay on a good path? Like what happened during that fast? Do you just um see the thing is like uh when you have emotions bottled up and you and you and they stay bottled up like it starts to manifest itself physically as diseases you know what i mean like a disease is a dis-ease you feel me so it's like you know i i understood that and i wasn't gonna let that depression and, and and all of those feelings and all that anger and revenge and shit i wanted to to conquer me you know what i mean i felt like if I act like once I was clear in my mind, once I, if I was, I, I understood that if I would have acted on my emotions, that I would, it would have been a, more of a detriment to me. You know what I'm saying? Because I was, yeah. I was about to do something stupid. So just acknowledging, um, you know, taking a step back and really, and, and really analyzing what I'm really upset about, you know what I mean? And, and when you make peace with it, I feel like that's when, the changes start to come. How long were you lost for? Um, I probably, cause I, I could say that I was lost too before my like leading up into my cousin's death. Like the lifestyle leading up into that was crazy. Like I was, st- I was on parole. I was still doing crimes. You know what I'm saying? Like I got my equipment. I was working at a seven. I could tell this now because that store is closed down now, <laughs> but, um, I was working at a seven 11 and, um, I hadn't been home from prison that long, but I knew that I went to pro Dillinger's trip and I seen his whole setup with how he had his mic and he was recording at home. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, yo, if I could ever record at home, they will not be able to tell me shit because I'm going to just you like, I'm going to drown them in music. So um, long story short, while I was working at Seven Eleven, I was making, um, uh, I was making gift cards pretty much like fake gift cards for like 700, 500. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I bought the interface. I bought everything. I even bought a, um, <laughs> a print screen machine. Like I wild out. Like, <laughs> but um. <laughs> One day I was home and I get a call from my boss and he's like, yo, Jim, got you on camera, bud. You want to come by? It's all good. You could just bring the cards back. But I knew what time it was. I was just like, yeah, I'm on my way. I hung up and I never looked back. And then like two weeks later, like not maybe a little longer than that, like maybe like a month or so later, um, that 7-Eleven closed down. But <laughs> yeah, that's how I got my equipment, man. That's how I got my equipment. I took that risk because I knew like I was on pro at the time. I said, worst kind of like this is at least a 45 day violation. So I was I was ready and to give 45 days away for the for the equipment because I knew once I came back after 45 days, the equipment still would be there. So So you got the equipment just to do the credit card shit, and that ended up I did the I did the credit card thing to get the equipment. Okay, I thought you were saying okay, but you yeah. knew pro beforehand. I knew I know pro uh 
since I was young, man. Uh, me and Pro have an extensive history. We um before he real okay because yeah. I I wanted to figure out how the, the umbrella connection was, but that's wild. Yeah, I've been friends with Pro for e- easily fifteen or maybe twenty years, maybe twenty. Wow. Maybe like fifteen years. How'd you guys meet? Um, Pro Dillinger always was a, a a prominent rapper in our neighborhood in Rockland, and um, you know he was just always one of the names. And I met Pro Dillinger for the first time. Um, there's a comedy club in the Palisades Mall in New York. It used to be a a, a performing arts theater called Opus or something like that. And I had always seen. We all went to this one studio called SNS Pro. You know, and um, I used to always see Pro CDs, always listen to him. He was running with a dude named Nobi, who we all ended up working with each other later on. But um, I met him for the first time. He had a show at the Opus, and I seen him before. He was at the McDonald's, and I was like, yo, you're Pro Dillinger? He was like, yeah. I was like, yo, I'm here to, like, you know, I bought a ticket to come see you type shit. And then, um, you know, we met in the studio one time, and we we just kept doing music, and then we we just clicked. It was like it was it was natural, and we've been boys ever since. But that was a long time ago. Very wow. very long time ago. Very long time ago. Pro's only a couple of years older than me, but like rap years, he's like big bro for real. He's and been were doing you this taking music time. seriously back then? Yeah, I was. I was just starting to come into my own. Like that same studio that I'm telling you about was where I really honed my skills as far as like. I wrote some of my earliest songs in that studio. So SNS is a big part of the story. And that's when I said lost before, I guess that's I meant more like in the path towards being because the way you talk about like no one can stop me if I can record my own music like you're definitely you definitely have that path and that drive forward. Absolutely. But you had it back then, too. But like. Yeah, do you know other uh, things get in the way? Yeah, resources and um just the life I was living. You know, I was in the streets like yeah. When I when I was first rapping, I never if you would have told me that people would be listening to me in Germany and France and all these places, I would have told you, yeah, right, cuz I was only making music for my neighborhood. I was only I what only wanted think, to... like where who what did you think you would be doing at this point? Like where do you think you'd be? 15 years ago when you record like I couldn't call it I just remember wanting to be have a name in my neighborhood I didn't I wasn't I didn't you know I didn't I never I always wanted to be like a big rap star and all of that you know I envisioned that but like in the reality I was making music for my neighborhood. Like at a certain time, I was only rapping about things that I was doing in my neighborhood. I I didn't have a wide spectrum of things. There was a lot of beef records, you know, around that time we was running around. Um, You know, there was a real conflict. It's amazing me and pro are friends because our neighborhoods never got along. (laughs) I'm saying so it's like, you know, a lot of people were mad. Me and Pro became friends, but you know, fuck them. But um, really? I don't know if I could curse on here. Yeah, um, yeah, you, know, you, just, that, you can curse. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I know, was tripping. I was tripping back on mushrooms on my interview with TF. <laughs> you can soar. You can yeah. soar <laughs> But um, yeah, you know, just hood politics and certain people around him is not necessarily cool with everybody who was around me and from my neighborhood and shit like that. But you know, mm-hmm. we always just had a mutual respect. Um, 
And you know, I got what anybody. Well, I mean, yes, but what really do you think brought you guys together? If it really was you weren't supposed to, you know, and now look think at it where was, you are together now. I think it was just the re- respect for each other as artists that brought us together. You know what I mean? I think it was because, you know, everybody knows I hold pro in high, high, high regard. This is my right hand. It's my brother. You know what I'm saying? I hold him in high regard. And I would like to think that he does the same. So, you know, um, it's it's just one of those things where it's like two unstoppable forces re- acknowledge each other and we didn't want a conflict. It's like, nah, we stronger together. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So we always just kept that in mind, you know, and our friendship was tested through the years and we, you know, we, we trucked right through that. That's my boy. Did while you were like two years ago, were you not making music seriously? Like had you stopped two years ago? I was when, when my cousin was murdered we before. Would, we had, yeah. Yeah. At that time or before then? At that time, were you like... Yeah, I was taking it real serious. The Umbrella's already a thing at this point in time. One Nine is a thing. Um, Me and my cousin had just established the Freethinker clan and all of that. We had commercial space for the studio. So it's like, you can only just imagine. Like It's like we were on such a good path and then somebody just came and just snipped it. And it was just like, you know, that's what I think devastated me the most was that I felt robbed. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, the umbrella you know, was a thing before. When when did when did the umbrella happen? When did you the umbrella become a part of the umbrella collective? I became a part of the umbrella collective early twenty. I would say the end of twenty nineteen, early twenty twenty. You know, I had like I said, I had just came home from prison, and um, um, pro just came to my crib like, yo, what are you gonna do? Like, what are you, you know what I mean? And he was just like, yo, I got this thing going on. Me and Snotty, you know, established, and I was just getting starting to meet these guys. So, I had just met Snotty, um, and then um, I meet that's and then I met Mickey. Mickey came down. Mickey Mickey Diamond came down probably um maybe two weeks before Fire got murdered and they, and we all hung out one night and we rapped all night and I remember getting in the car with Fire to go home and he looked at me and he was like yo what do you think about that kid Mickey I was like yo he's fucking amazing you know what I'm saying and he was like yo that guy's amazing you know what I mean and it was just like we started to realize like yo we really got like some powerful heads around us and you know, that's that's why it's so devastating because he like he understood what we were doing. He's one of those guys that didn't have to tell him what the plan was. He knew what it was and he was family on top of that. Support for Bucked Up is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below the waist grooming. Let me say they sent me the precision package and uh, life is so much better with aerodynamic balls. It includes the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, the lawnmower 4.0 Trimmer, the Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, the Crop Reviver Toner, the Performance Boxer Briefs, and a travel bag to hold all your goodies. Join over 6 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with code BUCKEDUP at manscaped.com. That's right, 20% off and free worldwide shipping with code BUCKEDUP at manscaped.com. 
Uh, their fourth generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. The Lawnmower 4.0 is waterproof and also has a 4000 watt LED spotlight that you need for a more precise shave. Because this trimmer is waterproof, you can say goodbye to the mess on your bathroom floor. Get 20% off and free worldwide shipping on manscaped.com when you use code BUCKEDUP. Again, that's 20% off and free worldwide shipping when you use code BUCKEDUP. Let's get back into it. Yeah. Have you, do you feel like being, like you're in New York right now, is it tough being back, like coming back to the city? Um. Yeah, sometimes, you know, um, when I go to certain places that we used to frequent or when I pass the place where he actually died, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, it's, 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 it's eerie, but, um, cause you were saying you still live out in LA, like you stayed there since it happened. So, yeah. Um, when I come back, you know, it's, it's bittersweet. It's good to be back. It's, it's good to go, you know, by, by his grave and, you know, just talk and, and update him. But, you know, it, it sucks too, you know, because I'm still like sometimes I wake up and I'm waiting to hear that voice. And it's like, you know, what I mean, I still have voice messages saved from him just so I could hear his voice. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm so happy we we did so much music in that little bit of time. So, you know, I have a lot of stuff from him that's getting ready to come out. You know, it's so. tough when like the muse comes from such like a like a, a, a place of hurt. Yeah, of course, you want to create to pay homage, but it's also you're creating from a place of like internal of hurt. Exactly. Absolutely. And and what's like crazy about that, too, is is like the best stuff comes from that place. I'm saying like the best because you're dealing with real emotions. Some of my best songs. I have a song called Candles. And, um, you know, I'm kind of writing from the perspective of me updating my father on what's going on because two years before fire, my, uh, my father died, you know what I'm saying? So it was like, I'm dealing with all of these, um, emotions. And when I wrote that, every time I listened to it, I'm like, see like that, like I know where I, I had, what I had to tap into, like, and I hate that place, but also like, look at the beauty that comes from it. So I got a love hate relationship with, my traumas and stuff like that because it, it gives me inspiration it gives me material but then it's like damn i have to like go back to that time you know what i mean is it hard like listening back to that music absolutely sometimes um me and fire got a song called lost and found um i can't even make it through his like i, I just hear it and i just turn it off you know what i'm saying because it's, just, it's hard to listen and even when I have the headphones, like sometimes I have Apple on, um, you know, shuffle and like a song that him and mine will pop up. And it's like, I can't listen to that song, especially like if I'm trying to get something done or something like, cause I'll just sit and just start dwelling. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. like, I listen to his music on his birthday and on his death day. And like when I really, really want to hear him, but it's hard to listen to fire. So I'm not going to lie. I do not listen to it that much. Cause it's just, it's, it's too painful. Is it hard to listen to your own music? Like when you're, if, if it is songs coming from a place of. Um, those are easier to listen to because I'm writing them to cope with the feeling. So I'm, when it's being delivered, I know that I'm listening it 
to it, like I wrote it to cope with it. You know what I'm saying? But songs that I just wrote with me and Fire in the studio, those are hard to listen to because it's like, yo, he's alive and well these days, and he doesn't know like the next month he's. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like that's the part. You know, that's the part. When you were at your most like hurt place do you see like where you are now and like because you're very like it's it's really inspirational hearing you talk about it because i feel like i feel like it's like you can talk about it like you're so not far past in a bad way but you can like take a step back and look at it and really see how it affected you even though that wasn't that long ago like right do you see like did you think I mean, it it is crazy how how um. I don't know how much knowledge you've taken from such a bad situation. Yeah, you know, um, man. At one point, I didn't think like there there was nights, bro, where it was just like you know, just uncontrollably, just you know, just sobbing and sobbing. And I'm happy that I got those up because it's good to to confront that you know what i'm saying but um just um being able to look back on everything it's it's doing me more it's doing me better because now i know how to you know nobody's ever ready to deal with any with anybody's death does that seem like you who was gonna almost make that decision that night like that, that no it's two different people you know what i'm saying now i'm i'm much smarter i i i I've tapped into more into what makes me tick and what makes me seek coping mechanisms and stuff like that. So um, I'm definitely just um, way smarter than I was then. And I've made peace with the situation. How do you cope positively? Like when you get ang- anxious or depressed, how, how, what are your positive coping mechanisms? Um, I smoke weed, uh, and I try to, um, I do things like I'm a real nostalgic person. So like when I'm feeling down or something, like I'll go back to like a childhood movie I love or like uh, um, I'm a, everybody who knows me knows I'm a big Michael Jackson fan. I'll go turn on some old Michael Jackson or something that just reminds me of the good times. You know what I mean? I try, and I, I hold fast to all of my my childhood memories is what helps me cope with shit. You know what I mean? I, I yeah. put something on that takes me to those times and I just remind myself that, yo, you know what? It's going to be all right. Like, yo, people love you and, you know, what I'm not Michael afraid Jackson? to talk about it. That's not who I would have expected, like, um, as your artist. Michael Jackson, to me, is just, um, how could I put it? Uh, he he's just the greatest entertainer of all time to me. I feel like um the world that he had in his mind as far as um film and what he wanted to project like that magic like he brought that across. Wow, you know what I'm saying? And um he was bigger than music. He you you know he started getting into other factors. And before I got into hip hop, like this was all that was played in my house other than old Haitian compa music, you know, my mom, my oldest sister loved Madonna and, you know, so Michael Jackson was my thing. And then on MTV, you would get, you would get beat it, Billy Jean and Thriller back to back, like three back to back every time. So it was just, you know, he was the biggest thing when I was a kid. So yeah. it's like, I don't know anybody from my generation 
who who doesn't like Michael Jackson. But you still put. I mean, I agree, but also like you understand, and definitely in the in the rap scene, like I feel yeah. like not a lot of people would. Even if I bet a lot of people do, but wouldn't even be open about it. Not not that oh, it would man. be about it, but they're like, man, all I listen to is, oh, you know, name the name. But I, it's cool yeah. that, like, it's cool to hear you talk about that. Like, the coping mechanism, the nostalgia, right. that's a real thing. Like That's a real like thing, what, man. What, what movies do you put on? What are your, like, childhood um, movies that you'll watch? Definitely all the Three Ninjas. Um never-ending story uh the sandlot um radio flyer uh little giants the coneheads um there's so much rock a doodle um <laughs> rocketeer you know why people like you on podcast? It's because you you're not trying to like be anyone that you're not. Like it's Yo, cool. Bro. Like you know what I mean. Like <laughs> I you're could not just trying be to me, be me, man. Yeah, I could bro. Just be that's, me. that's beautiful. Like that's that's when I think about myself lost. It was I was trying to like hide from who I really was, and I was right. so angry, and I got in situations that I can't even. You know what I mean? There's certain situations yeah. you can't talk mm-hmm. about that's like i was just trying to hide from who i really was yeah and i, I, I definitely know the feeling bro i know and the a feeling. lot of people do that like i was just ta- it's like meditation like i i i really try to focus and meditate like do a daily morning meditation right and it's so hard to realize that to sit with your own thoughts for 10 minutes it's hard, like, man. People don't realize how f- <laughs> how much you do to just not be with yourself for ten minutes. Right. Exactly. Like, it's 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 still hard, even like to count breaths for ten minutes. You're like, your brain is just telling you like mean things that you don't even want right. to handle. Exactly, and I feel like um, see, some people will get to that and 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 see that there, and then like. All right, meditation done, but you have to go into it. You know what I'm saying? Because on the other side is a world of knowledge and wisdom that, and you're just going to have a better understanding of things. You know what I'm saying? Like, so it's like, you got to go through the storm and come out the other side and look back like, no, not to do that again. And I know like, if I, like, when this happens, you can't do this. Like when something bad happens, you can't just run to the, you know what I like? you got to let it hurt sometimes sometimes we don't even we get hurt and we don't let it hurt you know what i'm saying yeah. so we're we're still moving on into our next situations with that baggage and it's like yo you didn't even acknowledge the hurt from this even like you know relationships or whatever romantic and non-romantic like you know like you have to get closure so that you can move on or else you're just going to come into the next situation with those same reserves and same you know yeah uh, defense mechanisms a friend told me that the other day i went through like um when i say like a breakup with a friend like we're no longer friends and it was like kind of it was just like on some shit that i was really mad about and i afterwards like i just kept pushing kept doing my shit and i was like damn i'm really like i'm feeling like hurt and my yeah. friend, like, yeah, you went through a breakup. Like, they maybe wasn't like a romantic relationship, but like, that's still you, a breakup. Like, 
And that was, I was like, damn, I was just like not thinking about it like that. I was just like, no, yeah. I'm just going to move on with my life. Exactly. And then a month because later, I don't even want to like go and do the shit I'm supposed to do. Exactly. And you're like, oh, there's a reason for like, if you don't want to get out in the bed of the bed in the morning, there's a reason for that. There's like, a reason for that. There's not, a, you don't, you're not just lazy for that day. Like yeah. you're, you're not wanting to face the reality. Exactly. And, and, and that, and not dealing with that over that, with that dis-ease for a while, it turns into a disease. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. so it's, it's like, you know, I, it's, it's like, it's like the, the husband that dies right after he, his wife dies is like, it's a part of it. So if you don't acknowledge it, you know what I'm saying? Like you can't, yeah. it's, it's a part of you. It, it, it becomes physically a part of you. So it's like, acknowledge that so that you can you can you know smooth out the wrinkle and move on i don't know if this is the same thing but i kind of think about that in entertainment like yeah of course we're going for different things but it's the same like you can get people to listen to your stuff absolutely and that's awesome that's the first step is building a fan base yeah. and then the second step which is even harder and i think where most people fall off is where they have to realize to build a business. And that's where I'm at now, where it's like, it might suck, but I still have to deal with it to get to the next yeah. level. Like you got not, to, you have to deal with the hardship yeah. turning away from something being like, Oh, if this is what I have to do, if I have to do a and B to get to C, and I'm yeah. just like, I don't need to do that. I'm like, I can, I'm like, I can power through it. Nah, that's not gonna happen. That's not it. Like I've seen somewhere recently where, um, it was like a motivational video, but I really liked what was being said. And um, I for, I forgot whether it was Steve Harvey or it was somebody real cliche, but they were like, um, you know, a lot of people just see the end result, but you know, don't care about the journey. Like, yo, you gotta love the process of this shit too. You know what I'm saying? So like. I say that to say, like, we're all on this journey and, and turning what we love to do into a business and into something that where we, we're all profiting off of making music in our rooms and potting from our rooms. And, you know, we're, yeah. we're real creative. So it's like the journey getting to like the whole process of going what we're going through to get to where we're going. That's what we need to fall in love with, because that's what's actually getting us to where we're going. You know People always be like, oh, you're going to look back and you're going to realize that this is the best shit. This, this is, is the, the best, best time. time. And that like makes me mad. I don't know if people say that to you, but it like they it do almost, all the time. And I'm just it like, make, I don't it, see like it kind of pisses me off when I first hear it, because I'm like, you don't yeah. know the struggle that I'm going through. <laughs> yeah. But then you realize it's not that it's like I have like this is life. Like if I'm not enjoying life. the life I'm living right now, I'm just going to wallow and wallowing yeah. doesn't get you as you were saying, like wallowing yeah. doesn't get you anywhere. You either have to deal with it or you're just going to keep pushing it off and off. Bro, I'm the bigot. Like I'm the worst wallower, bro. Cause when I wallow, yeah, I wallow. You know what I mean? Like, and I'm a big fucking, uh, uh, what's, uh, Oh shit! I can't even think of the word for it. Wait, it'll come to me. Like it'll just like it's like a snowball. It'll just keep compounding. Yeah, and, and just like, yeah, snowball effect. It just snowball keeps effect. growing and yeah. growing and growing to the point where it's like, yo, if I don't talk about this, like I'm liable to do something stupid. Yeah, <laughs> bro, that's like, why I started the podcast. 
It's because yeah. I literally wasn't. I was. I like was like. You know what? I'm gonna force myself to talk to people because like. Word. And I'm not even the type of person that I'm open with my friends. Like, I'm yeah. not like if I'm going through something, I'll tell it to my friends. Like I won't right. really hold it back. But it's different than that. Like you have to hold yeah. yourself like accountable and accountable. A exactly. Because you exactly. have to. Like you said, you are always pushing towards like when did you know you wanted to be a rapper or i knew i wanted to be a rapper yeah, I mean. probably around the time when i like like around the time i turned 17 when i turned 17 that's when i was like all right because this is when people were telling me like yo you can really do this shit like you're not just like you're really good you know what i'm saying so excuse me that's when i um that's when I started to see myself as an artist. Um, I could say in the last, like, I mean, uh, I, I could say since I came home, though, this is when I really was like, I, I'm going to do this. You know what I mean? I put my foot down and I stopped caring about my neighborhood and I stopped caring about, you know, what, what the sound was, what was popular. And I just got back to doing my thing. And, I, you know, I've seen the most success since. Well, there, but I, the the reason I say that is like when you were seventeen, that higher power, whatever that voice in your head was telling yeah. you, like, "This is what I want to do." This is what I want to do. And yeah, you can like push it off, push it off until you really embrace it. Like as yeah. you said, like when you're like, "Not nah, screw that other shit. I have to do it. I'm gonna yeah. embrace it." And leaving leaving where you're from honestly is a a, a big deal and a big. I think people don't realize how beneficial that can be for you word because the thing is when you keep doing it around your neighborhood it's like it's not exciting anymore y'all done heard me rap a zillion times y'all know what i do you know what i'm saying but can you take it across the country does it work over there you know what i'm saying and the first time i rap in venice beach like the whole park stopped like yo who is this dude you know what i'm saying i'm talking about like I had Were you just rapping on the street, like with uh Um, we had a, we had a whole system out there powered by a car battery. You know what I'm but saying? But I mean, like you set it up yourself. Like this wasn't a yeah. We set it up ourselves. My boy Wunther and um, shout out to Plain Jane Records. My boys out there in L.A. Um, we just set up in the park. <laughs> you know what I mean? And we just outside. That's and- when I realized I love like. Trust me, I'd been do- doing comedy a long time, but I did a show outside. Like yeah. it was during the pandemic. No one was booking me. I was like, fuck it. I'm going to do this show Go to the streets and random and other people were on it and no one had a good time except for me. And I was like, oh, y'all don't yeah. love it. Y'all like, yeah, you don't love it. This, I love this. Yeah. Like, this is it. Like, right. I don't give a fuck who's listening to me. I'll make a motherfucker laugh that's walking by who doesn't want exactly. to hear me talk. Like. And that's the probably the best thing you could do. Like people um overlook grassroots um uh, uh tactics, man. Like I still like to get out in the street and put flyers up. I still like to put out see this is why we 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 still put out vinyls and tape cassette. That's all part of the nostalgia of things, you know? Like I saw, it's more I than just a money grab. I wanted to go to your show in New York that you guys all had. I I, yeah, had, I, I had another show that uh, my own show that night that I could, I was mad. I missed it. Yeah, It was but a bro, great night, bro. I've seen double XL freshmen from 2014 or 2018 
not be able to sell seven tickets to a show. Yeah, like man. they don't they think it's all oh we're just gonna get it all. It's like no the grassroots, uh-huh. the like the grass there's a reason roots, that you man. guys fucking why you have such a buzz behind you and that you can sell tickets and do that shit's cause yeah. you care. Like this we internet really... it's fake as hell. Like yeah, it's, it's it's fake. That's why I like um I like taking it to the streets. Like the night before the show, we we're gonna we're going right on the corner of Hollywood and Vine, bro. We're setting up right there on the corner, and we gonna just do our thing. You know what I mean? Like yeah, we that's my that's my whole shtick is just I'm doing what was already done in a modern time. You know what I'm saying? So people, yeah. it's it's re, it's reminiscent. Not it's 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 given. The new age hip hop listener, like a a look into the past, and is giving the people who have been with it, you know, that nod, like, damn, there's still some cats out here coming outside. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, and just, you know, doing hip hop in its purest form. Today's episode is sponsored by Ohm with Emily. Emily is a meditation and yoga teacher, as well as an astrology and tarot reader. She uses yoga and spirituality to help others reconnect with their true self. She offers in-person and virtual one-on-one sessions for all experience levels. Find her online at omwithemily.com. That's O-M-W-I-T-H-E-M-I-L-Y.com or on IG at om.with.emily. DM her on IG and mention Bucked Up and she'll send you a free guided meditation. That's right, mention Bucked Up and she'll send you a free guided meditation. You can find her on IG at om.with.emily. Let's get back into it. Well, and that goes back to the, the, the move into another place. Like, people also in your home, like, they remember you sucking one. Like they yeah. have this image of you when you weren't good. And I say this for me too. And also they aren't leaving. So they think that's the top of the mountain. Exactly. Like, I remember going to Buffalo. The first time I ever went to Buffalo was the first time I ever got love. And like, I was like, wait, people know who I am outside of yeah. where I am. Like that gave me a whole new drive to be like, I just have to be outside. Just gotta you come know, outside, like, you know, like a thousand words and uh, shout yeah. out thousand words, shout New Vegas, yeah, piece of thousand words. The, the being outside, like that's yeah, just, just come being out. out, just being outside, yeah, put yourself yeah. in situations, like exactly, exactly. So, you know, um, I got a lot of things that 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 stemmed from that Venice Beach thing, you know what I'm saying? So, it's like I gotta, um. September 16th, I'm in Ventura Theater in California. I'm opening up for DJ Quick. September oh, 9th, yes. September 9th, my boy Jay Rams is bringing me and my uh, and my brother John Creasy. Oh, we, shout we out Jay Rams, yeah, down in Philly, yeah. Yeah, we're gonna be in Philadelphia September 9th, and then um, I'm popping up in Atlanta sometime. None of those dates are confirmed, but there's definitely like you know, I'm just. Focused on coming outside now. Is this man. your first time traveling around doing shows like this? Doing shows, yes, but I've always traveled just to be traveling. I got, you know, I got friends and family all over the place, but um, yeah. traveling around and and doing music, yes, this is this is the most, this is the highest, um, uh, you know, 
output of shows that's been coming towards me ever. You know you what get I mean? Nervous before you perform? I'm nervous right up until the mic is in my hand. Because once the mic is in my hand, it's like, all right, there's no turning back now, and this is what you do. So get out there. You know what I mean? And um, once you get into that flow state where you're like. I'm comfortable. Once I, I see the first head I'm not, stage, yeah, I and, even... and I'm looking at everybody's hairline. I don't make eye contact with everyone. You know what I mean? Like, but um, once it's going and I see don't the look first at my head hairline, not, it's shitty as yeah. hell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But once I'm there and it's and it's going and I get that first head nod, I got him. And I like I know I got him. You know what I'm saying? That's a cool, then, yeah, yeah. It's funny. I had a friend. You ever fuck with fuck with psychedelics? Um, yes, but I don't like them too much. All right. I like DMT, though. Oh, all right. We'll talk. So I have a DMT shaman. <laughs> me, me too. Me too. Okay. My, right. my cousin in Long Beach. That's the that's my shaman. Okay. So I have a I have a and he he was the one who helped me through this. I actually started this podcast because of a DMT trip. Like I was in Beautiful. such a dark. It's so enlightening, life. isn't it? So enlightening. All right, I want to talk about that, but just real quick before we talk about that, right. he taught me this thing where he told me this thing where it's like when you perform, you're living two seconds in the future. And it like makes sense. Like that's how you react to shit. And that's why you're like out of body. That when you're in the yeah. flow state, you're like two seconds in the future. Like that's how you can react to the audience. Yeah. That's crazy. I never I never looked at it like that. But it kind That's of makes crazy. sense when you're in that, that flow state. Sense, like, you yeah. know exactly what's going to happen. You're already ahead of it. Yeah. Exactly. Boy, that's crazy. I never... All right. So what was your DMT experience? You broke through and shit? Like... Yeah, man. Um, I just remember because um, my cousin was playing some, like, uh, this kind of, like, um, native chant in the background on speaker or whatever. And I was scared. I was with my brother. So, like, <laughs> we were, like, arm in arm. You know what I'm saying? So... In what? I, this I is it. when you went out to L.A. on the bus? Yeah, this this is when I went out to L.A. This is probably, like, I'm three days in California now. Bro, saying? isn't it really life-changing when you're in a dark it's place changing, and you do man. it? Like, I yeah. was really lost. Like, I was, I know how you, did. like, I didn't know that a yeah. trip was the reason that you made that change. Yeah. Or not, you know what I mean. DMT is a big part of it. It is a big, it changed my yeah. life. I was going down a dark path when I it's, did it. It's life changing, bro. Yeah. It's life changing. Yeah. Sorry. So you, you, you're good. You're good. No, I know because, like, yo, I know. Trust me. I know. Like, we, we're, yeah. there. we're right here, bro. Exactly. So, um, me, I'm like, I'm, I'm auditory. So, like, what I'm hearing, I kind of like match to the thought. And I know this because I've done drugs before. You know what I'm saying? So, 100%. I, um, you know, we're we we're like sitting down in this couch or whatever and he's playing like the the chant or whatever so um i hit it out the ball hard he's like no you gotta keep you gotta hit that shit you know what i'm saying so i hit it i remember just the, like feeling like everything kind of like i got like compacted like real slim almost <laughs> and then i i i guess from the chant i was hearing it was an old lady my mind made up this old lady with like mad feathers and shit on her and she held my hand and was just taking me on a walk and i feel like i was just looking at you see how when you go to the movie theater and you see the movie posters in those frames mm -hmm. i was looking at different parts of my life and and the ladies basically telling me like yo 
you don't have to feel so bad. Like, yo, you're not a bad person. You're not, you know what I'm saying? Like, yo, this is what you need to change. And you're very, you're a very small part of the big picture. You know what I'm saying? Like, I kind of, I felt like the trip was weird because I kind of like stepped out and looked at like everything, like all my friends, everything in my life. I'm like, yo, my life is not even bad. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. And I, I just remember coming down and like, I, it was really emotional. And, you know, I was just like, yo, like, I know what I want to do. I know what, you know what I mean? Like, I'm about to, like, really do this rap shit for real, for real. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just start pumping it out, remembering, like, what I seen. You know what I'm saying? It's like, this woman came through the, through the, through the walls, like, and just took me on this little walk type shit. But it was weird. Like, I'm walking, but there's, like, no ground. It was, it, you know how it goes when you trip. Like it was kind and of people weird, who don't, and people who haven't done it are probably like, "What the hell?" And yeah, what are these niggas talking I about? I saw, what? I saw Buddha, like Buddha, but with if he had long hair and like a Hawaiian jacket, and what? he was kind of like <laughs> Hawaiian shirt, and he was like laughing, like, "Bro, like you know what you need to do, like yeah, you know started. what you, you know, like you know what you got to do." And when people haven't done it, I describe it to them kind of as like it was like a near death experience. Yeah, because your body secretes DMT like in your last moments or something like that. I heard like, yeah, and you can never OD on it because it's naturally in you. Like you can't OD on DMT. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, you know, um, but it's I, like I it, when I came back, it was like I was just like, oh, I have. Don't have a I mean, like I have a limited amount of time. Like I can't waste yeah. time. Like I just need I to make do. life as best as it can. Yeah, I I definitely remember having that feeling too, like a new appreciation for the things around me. And, um, you know, I remember me and my brother just like walking down the street, just like just happy to be here. You know what I yeah. mean? Like the sky was a different color, blue, like everything was just like really real to me. And that's when you know, we went back down to Tijuana and I just start pounding out. I produced the whole path. I put the path out. I, um, and during these times I was like, you know, the healthiest and cleanest, like this was after the path came out after my fast, I had a newfound love for this shit. And, you know, I was just ready to roll, man. And shit just kept pumping out after that. I think I put out a project every month since then. I took, I remember, like that August came around, I took a quick break, but I, there's never been no months that I that people didn't get music from me. Really? Yeah. That's I think I'm up to you just dropped. Didn't you just drop like a a three song EP? Like yeah, Guns Oil and Drugs Four. That came yeah. right after Grim Day. You dropped that pretty recently, right? Yeah, that just came out. Yeah, because I I was looking at your music when I first. I was listening, and then that came out like yeah. literally since the last time we talked. Right after, yeah. yeah. Like I'll I'll put out a project, and it'll probably be up for two days. Like, all right, cool, cool. Then I'm already telling you what's coming next because, like, I found that um, see, my thing is I want to be the Netflix of hip hop. I want people when they come to my page, like, like streaming. I love that term because I want people when they go to any platform wherever you listen to me, it's like turning on the faucet. You know, you could just turn it on and leave it on. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's how I always wanted it to be. And I wanted different themes for people. And I wanted, you know, I took into account the artwork and the physical collection. And I, I think about how my catalog actually looks physically 
And, you know, I want the collectors to not only have something that looks dope physically, but something that they could pull up digitally and be just as proud. So that's why I really focus on my themes and the artwork got to be on point because this is a collection. Yeah, I I do. I was doing three episodes a week and now I do two episodes a week and I don't right. miss weeks because I don't want you to be able to listen to everything. I want right. it just to be like. I get what you mean. Like, yeah, just I like how you describe what the faucet. Like, yeah. And I also, the artwork, I want to ask, like, your artwork, because your shit is crazy. But I'm doing that with my graphics now, starting, like, probably last yeah. week. Shout out Brianna Woodward. Woodward. She does, she's changing the color a little bit of the episode. So as yeah. you go up, like, the colors will change and go back up and down. Cause That's fire. That's just people don't think about that stuff. That yeah. stuff's important. It's cool. Like absolutely. Constant updating of your profiles and constant updating. Like sometimes I'll have a whole story and it'll be up for like three hours. I deleted the whole story. I took down every post off my page. And now it's like I'm on a whole new idea now. So like yeah. I have like a lot of people will hit me up like, damn, like yo what are you on today or like what are you you know what i'm saying like i want every day for people to wake up and be excited to come check what the law prime got going on and and like damn i wonder what he's up to now you know what i'm saying was and, that um, was that uh, how so the, no that was a dumb question i ain't even, even gonna ask that but uh do you what do you think our appreciation is for like art like why do you think we appreciate art in the way it is um, I think we appreciate art, especially now with hip hop, because um, it's it's now as far as like the for for the for the graphic artists, it's giving them a voice. One, two, um, we kind of like like we're we're marrying everything that we do into one thing. So it's like what I'm listening to in my on whatever platform. Like I want that to look dope on my phone. But not only that, like, will this cover look dope on a shirt? Will this cover look dope on a bag? Will this cover look? So I think, um, you know, and, and the knowledge that we're getting about art, like, you know, I see everybody's like Basquiat crazy and, um, you know, everybody's tapping into these artists who have been around for a long time. You know what I'm saying? But, um, you know, just the, the new knowledge and um, this whole vinyl and physical thing coming out now we're kind of seeing like it's 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 a full circle kind of thing like a lot of these vinyls are starting to look like those old obscure vinyl releases that we've never heard of yeah because like, i was never know, like, really a fan of art until like it got into rap and of course that's with like the west side guns and all that but now like griselda griselda you, you is can see my my wall like i got i can't even yeah like, that's a very got, dope piece that, behind you shut out my bed but I have like I got art literally all over. Yeah. yeah, you know, West Side Gun is definitely um a pioneer. I I really admire West Side Gun and um and everything he does, man. He that guy, his his way of thinking, um, he's 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 real artsy, man. And um I like that, you know, that's dope because like these elements is something we've all had. Like, you know, I've heard millions of raps referring to Van Gogh and, and different artists you know over the years but it's just you know it gets looked at we people have to make certain things cool and then you know what i'm yeah, saying like, of course like, jay-z would like talks about like collecting yeah, art and shit like exactly that. yeah 
Jay brought that to the forefront. It, it's just been being brought to the forefront a lot. And we're being put on by other rappers who is getting into these spaces where they're being exposed to a lot more. And, and new schools of thought are being introduced. So now when you marry that into the rap, it's, it's, it's just like injecting an IV. Like it's just going to go, it's going to spread. You know what I mean? And um, Is it definitely, crazy? Sorry, what were you saying? Get, yeah, go ahead. Uh, no, no what, what was, were you saying? What I was going to continue to say was, um, you know, artists like Jay-Z, um, uh, West Side Gun, there's a few though. There, there's a there's a few other artists that's like real artsy. I've been bringing that to the forefront. So you know those those are the people who I look at as uh you know pioneers of art and rap. Like as far as art being a thing in rap now. Is it crazy being in the like next up group? Like, yeah. Like people it, it talk is. about the Umbrella Collective. Like people talked about Griselda in 2015, 2016, like yeah, when they were pop, like when they people were starting to catch a buzz, you know, like yeah, you know, a real buzz of all over people, a real buzz, yeah. Oh my god, what the? I need to see what's the like. Does it feel like you're in the eye of the storm? Like, does it feel? Yeah, it does because you know, um, the competition is thick and it's getting. Every, you know, everybody wants to be the first to do shit. And, you know, we, we fight in a different fight now. I, I, you know, as far as, like, being in it, you don't really notice it until somebody tells you it. You know what I'm saying? And, yeah. and, and then you can really take a second to really look back, like, damn, like, yo, it's like, they really fucking with me. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, um, it feels great, man. It feels great to be considered one of the next groups up. You know what I mean? Because... We worked hard for this. And sometimes, you know, like, even, like, my everyday people in my life, like, I be telling them sometimes, like, I don't think you quite understand, like, who I am. <laughs> yeah, you know oh, my God. Like, I was talking you to... You got me every day. You, you know what uh... I mean? So you don't, you don't understand, like, what's really going on. I can, well, I can I, I just explain funny. things, but, you, you, you know... They don't understand it. I don't think they'll understand it to like, you know, to the I real was money. I on the cop. phone with my dad last night. I literally wrote this down to t- say it on stage. I was on the phone with yeah. my dad. And I was like, man, it's crazy to think that like a half a million people have listened to my podcast. That's nuts, he's like, bro. That is crazy. Like, he, and he's like, that's like me. It's like I'm getting work done on the house right now, and I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, that doesn't even. even like, what you, all right, Paul, you got it. You, you got don't it, fucking know. <laughs> <laughs> like, yo, I be to like my mom. Even my mom's like, you know, when something sells out or something. I'm like, mom, I look, I sell out. You know what I'm saying? And she's yeah. like, oh, all right. You know what I mean? But I'm like, no, Ma, like, you don't understand. Like, like it's lit. People don't do this, man. You know what I'm so, literally. It's all good, though. That's it's what so I like good. about stand-up, though, is because, like, I'll, ha- I'll be in Philly and someone will be, like, text me, like, oh, I saw you at an event and I was too nervous to take a picture with you. And then yeah, I'll like- be at, like, a comedy. I'll go, I'll go to a comedy open, Mike, like, to just do if I have, I have an f- open night. Yeah, they'll put me at the end of the list. Like that, no one gives a fuck. Like if yeah. I'm not making an audience laugh, like it keeps me humble. Like I, exactly. I enjoy that type. It's like exactly. the Venice Beach shit. It's like, 
it keeps you humble because you really yeah. have to impress them. You can't exactly, and it also keeps your sword sharp. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. this is not a um a scripted thing. I'm emceeing the whole thing. You know, we 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 cooking out and selling drinks, and it's an event. Like you know, I'm I'm rapping, but I'm also emceeing the whole event. So it's like you know, it's getting you conditioned with the microphone, and you know, you seeing what songs work, what songs don't work, and um, you know, so that when I go to take it on stage, I already know what I'm bringing with me. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I like to pop up on Hollywood and Vine. And I like to go to Venice Beach and shit, I'll go downtown on 7th in LA and, and rap outside. Like It doesn't matter to me because I love the sport so much. You know what I mean? And the reaction that I get from the people who stop and listen and they're like, yo, this kid, like, I've had people come up to me and just say the wildest things to me. Like, yo, bro, like, you're supposed to be on, like, TV and stuff. Like, you know, all the trivial shit, but They'll really mean it, like no, bro, like you really good. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. I've I've gained fans from that. That've been rocking ever since from That's that. So you know, I definitely got to bring it back to that and, and and do that. And now you're on the same lineup as fucking Willie the Kid, V Don, yeah, like man. Akai, it's, it's, like it's that. Weird. It's, it's it's crazy, man, to to have my name being mentioned with these cats, man, because these 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 are. You know, I, I respect my peers, man. You know what I'm saying? And everything that everybody else is doing outside of the umbrella, man, I'm seeing a lot of great things. So, you know, I'm just humbled, bro. I'm, I'm happy to be a part of this 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 invisible renaissance, like my man Sunez was saying. You ever been to Supply and Demand before? You ever go to any of the other ones? Oh, um, I'm actually not going to be at Supply and Demand. Oh, wait, you're not? Yeah, man. Um, Damn. You know... Yeah, yo, it's trust me, I want to be there. You know what I'm uh, saying? Yeah. I want to be there, but um, you know, I, you know, I don't want to talk too crazy on here, but I, I'm I just want to let the fans know right now, I'm not the reason why I'm not at top shelf and I'm supposed to be there. I'm supposed to be at supply and demand. I'm supposed to fucking be there, but I got fucked out of that shit. You know what I'm saying? And I hope this fuck nigga's watching this shit right now. I'm talking to you. You fucked me out of it, but it's all good. We, you know, I'm, an, I'm, you know, it's all good. I don't want to sound mad because I feel marvelous, but no, nah, you no, know, nah, man, it's I'm, a lot I'm of political bullshit that, too, that goes I was on in the background. Like, yeah, I, I got fucked out of that. Bro. I got fucked out of that I by, hate by, that shit by so somebody much. who has who shouldn't even have a say in anything. But um, you know, it is what it is. I, you know, setbacks is for 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 bigger wins later. So it it is yeah, what it man. is. But my, I know my brothers is gonna rock out. You know what I mean. And you know that's all it is. You and you got saying, all right? these other big shows coming up. So exactly. So I'm really not good. tripping. You know what I mean? I'm not tripping. But the thing is, it's like. But I am that, sorry because that shit. So I hate yeah, it's the, all good, the behind yeah, the I scenes bullshit. Yeah, but I had stuff. to get that off though because I know yeah. that person gonna watch this, and I want them to get that message loud and clear. I'm saying like, stay out of my shit. Stupid as hell. Yeah. You I know that show is gonna be dope, and I'm supposed to be there, but it's all. But you good. deserve all the shows you got, and like exactly. Cause yo, right after I found out I wasn't gonna um be there, that's when all these other shows started coming through. So I was like, all right, this is just the universe. Like, yo, fam, you were supposed to do it this way. You know what I'm saying? Exactly, so exactly. I can't be mad about it. And I know that you're on the right path, just the way we absolutely. talk. That all that shit's gonna pay off in the end. Oh man. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm gonna try to come down to that Jay Rhymes show down in yeah. Philly because there's some a lot of really dope people on that line. Yeah, Jay Rhymes. We um, you know, Jay Rhymes. That's a good dude, man. Um. Wicked you good know, dude. Yeah, he's he's just amazing, bro. And um, you know, we got more shit coming like in the future. Like that, that's not like there's more shows coming. Like my yeah. plan is to be on stage all next year. 
And um, I'm trying to I'm trying to come to Europe. I'm I'm trying to see about Canada, but I gotta get you know some background shit handled for Canada. Yeah, but 100%. it's it's definitely coming. Yeah. Oh well, I'm definitely gonna come to a show soon. I really want. Absolutely, see man. I definitely want to see you out there, man. Man, I appreciate you coming on. This was a dope I appreciate you, bro. This was this is so dope. I love potting, bro. This is like my shit. Bro. Nah, you're a dope ass talk. Like I I'm, love it, bro. I'm happy to hear your story. Like, thank you for getting personal with me and like like thank I had you, a great bro. time. This was dope as hell. Absolutely, bro. I appreciate you, man. Have a good rest of your day, man. I really you too, it. bro. Peace. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 yeah.